Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the signal sign and you are free to move around the cabin. I'd like to remind you though, for your safety, please keep your seatbelt fastened. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Tyler and Monique are siblings that both work for a major airline in Phoenix, Arizona. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world, as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to Non-Rev Lounge. We're excited to have some of our past guests with us again. This week, we have uh, Laura from show number 15 and Brittany from show number 16. My name is Tyler. My name is Monique. And if you haven't heard their shows, make sure you go back and listen to those and their stories. It was a really good one. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So just a quick reminder that both Laura and Brittany are flight attendants for the airlines. Laura is based in Arizona and Brittany works for an airline based in London. Laura and I became friends through Instagram and she would comment on my airplane photos. And so after I posted a photo of the one from Brittany's airline, Laura commented and we started talking about aviation ever since then. The story of how they met is a kind of a fun one. They were both looking for other flight attendants to share stories with and found each other on Craigslist. What? Um, <laughs> what? Yes, just go with it. Go with it. <laughs> so why don't you share how you guys actually met? All right. So... My airline started flying from Phoenix to London, and it was so exciting for us to go that far and have an international flight. And so I was working, I got to work it from Phoenix to London, and I was on it, and I'm doing service, and I get to this really nice girl, and we start talking, and she said, she goes, oh, I'm going to London. Well, she was by herself, so I'm like, why are you going to London? And she goes, oh, I'm I'm going to start training, I'm I, I got a job as a flight attendant there. I'm like, what? So then I gave her a big bottle of water because everyone else just gets glasses. But once she's going to be a flight attendant, then she got a big bottle of water. I love how you sold that. That was great. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and so we started talking, and then um, it, she was just such a cute girl. We, we had a nice little conversation. Thank you. And then I didn't think anything of it after that. And then I think I found you on your airlines, kind of like social media. Okay. Yeah. So what happened then is I was working another flight to London because I have, I have to admit that's all I would bid. So that's all I did was London back and forth. I forgot about this. Yeah, you're right. This is the best part. Yes. This is the best part. So I'm working up front in first class and it was pre-departure and you, we go out with these trays, silver trays and on the trays are little glasses of champagne and they're clear glasses. So that looks really nice champagne and mimosas so you get the orange and then or just club soda with a lemon pinwheel on it so i was standing there and i saw this lady that was in my section and she's playing with her phone and i thought oh she's, she's trying to get a picture of me you know because i go i looked at her i go would you like to take a picture of me and she said sure so I said, okay. So I stood there, you know, made the presentation with my little tray. And okay. So next thing I know is on, um, next thing I, so she says goodbye and she's lovely. Okay. Now this is your part. Well, no. And then my mom sent me that photo and I was like, that was the same flight attendant I had on my flight. <laughs> and I was like, that is, that is so crazy. And she goes, no way. My mom like spoke highly of you and everything. Cause that was the first time my parents had flown live flat international. And obviously my mom has benefits and then, you know, my dad just gets to tag along. So, <laughs> so they were really excited and obviously taking photos and everything. And so my mom sent that to me and it was one of her like photo dumps she sent to me. And I was like, that was the same flight attendant. And then I follow your um, airline's Instagram. So I, get, I don't know what you call it, like social media. It's uh-huh. not like official or anything. And she po- and I kind of like was back and forth with this person. And she posted a picture, I think, of you. And I was like, that 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 girl, that flight attendant, she was on my flight. She was on my parents' flight. And then you ended up being on my mom's friend Tracy's flight. That's who right. was over for Because she also works for your airline. And she was over there for business, actually. And I was like, she was on like all my flights and everything. And... And she's like, oh, she's great. This is her Instagram follower and everything. And then we connected. And then it was February of last year. You had a trip to London and we met up and. We met up and we had a great day. Yeah. Together. It was a really good day. And we planned many more, but then the COVID. And COVID happened and then I moved back here. But yeah, we went. So we, we kind of planned we were going to go to this airline museum in London. And it was kind of far away mm-hmm. for both of us. Yeah. Because I lived out in Windsor and you were in Central London, right? Yeah, I was yeah. in South Kensington, which is like a really kind of neat area. It's right by Kensington Palace. And but so we we were gonna go there, but it ended up raining. So we just she came over to our hotel and we went to a Lebanese restaurant because she does love Lebanese. I've 
And I, we had a really good time and we hung out. And then she came down to my hotel and she met the crew. So we were, we were sitting with the crew and she brought a, a big chocolate cake for our crew. So we're all sitting downstairs <laughs> and we're eating cake. And one of the crew members was talking to her and she goes, well, yeah, my mom used to work for your, your airline a long time ago. And he goes, oh, really? What's her name? And so then Brittany says her name and I'm like, wait, wait. My husband used to do your parents' taxes. Because <laughs> my husband did aviation yeah, taxes. Yeah, and, it's such and a so, small world. And I'm like, wait, for like 20 years, he did your parents' taxes. <laughs> so he knows Crazy. a lot about them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, isn't it, it's just a small world. And there we are. And you know where Brittany and I met? London. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how Look weird is that? that? It is weird. Super yeah. weird. And I would have never, I don't think I would have put like two or cared, not I'm going to say cared much, but put two and two together if my mom didn't send me that photo or if I didn't see you tagged on that Instagram, you know? Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Such a small world. Not as good as my Craigslist, but it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, that's really <laughs> just, actually how we met. We just made the story up to make it From Phoenix cool. meeting in London. So to clear things up, were you trying to take her picture? No, it was my mother. Oh, was, you, oh, yeah. was your trying, mom trying to take your picture? Uh, so she was taking pictures, I think, of my dad because I got a whole bunch of pictures of him and like absolutely nothing. He was like a kid in a candy store. Let's be real. I mean, come <laughs> with on. With the lay down. Yeah, They're, with the life We call them pods. Yeah, the pods, pods up in yeah. first. Well, yeah, it was first, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I think maybe she was doing something with that. And then you're like, oh, would you like, because your personality, you're outgoing and bubbly. Like, take a photo of me. You want to so. take a picture of me? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing to do on the plane is when people are FaceTime, I just stick my face in there. <laughs> I'm like, hi, they have to hang up now. That's the thing you would do. <laughs> you got like your life jacket on. You're like, um, excuse me. That's a great <laughs> idea. demo. <laughs> That's a great idea. Scare them. <laughs> excuse me, we're actually evacuating. <laughs> we're really just doing the Can demo. <laughs> All right, so we found some stereotypes of flight attendants online. So we wanted to see if these are true or not. Not just of you guys, just in general. In general, yeah. Not, not just, yeah. Well, oh, do you want to ask them first if they, you guys have any? And if you have before we get no, into you, the... Go you ahead. go for it. Yeah, yeah, you guys go. So we'll read our, our So list this is the, the... Oh, yeah. So some of them come from, they come from aviationjobsearch.com. All right. So this so is... Don't a, these are not our opinions. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> okay. Only some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> so it says, flight attendants are glorified waitresses. <gasps> I feel like I saw your angry face come out there. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. no. Primar- Fly tents are there primarily for your safety. Yeah. And not primarily. Like, we are there for your safety. Yeah. What I learned in training, you're there for their, for their safety. All the faff and, like, service comes after. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like people feel that way, though, by you? No. No. I don't feel not that at all. The, you don't feel like there's some people that fly that you feel like you're just there to serve more than you do. You guys know, we know that you guys are there for safety, but those are people that feel like just you're like, ding, ding, yeah, ding, they're ding. more. Oh, I mean, obviously you have, you have some of those people, but most people are, are usually grateful that we're there and yeah, most appreciative. Of them are nice. Okay. Yeah. I say if, if they're not just put on the movie solely and be like, Hey, yeah, exactly. Right? Look how good we took care of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another one is, These are kind of mean sometimes. They say flight attendants are unintelligent. What? No. No. I feel like it's very. I mean, mean, remember, this isn't you two. This is in general. Yeah, I know. Oh. But didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you're like, how did you get through recruitment? (laughs) How did you get through those drills? Yeah, who was recruiting that day? (laughs) I feel like you could say in almost any of our jobs, though. Yeah. Because there's some like agents, I'm like, really? Yeah, you have bad apples everywhere. I mean, Yeah. yeah. But most for the most part, I feel like we're intelligent. You yeah. have to learn a lot, especially you and guys you with all your fast. aircrafts. Yeah, and fast. And fast. Oh, my goodness. Training, it, I always tell people, training is not difficult. The only part that is difficult is because you're retaining and learning so so much is being thrown at you in such a short amount of time. Yeah. That's what's the hard part. Well, how many aircraft are you qualified on? Um, So I'm qualified on all baby bus, triple seven, seven, eight, which are classed as the same aircraft type. And then my third license was seven, four, but I've lost that. So I don't have that license right now. So in EASA, well, when we were part of EASA, which is like our governing aviation, we could only be trained on three aircrafts if two were the same type. So the seven triple seven and seven eight are technically the same. And then obviously all baby bus are the same. And then the third wow. one is seven four. Whereas you guys, you're trained on everything, right? Yes. How many are you trained on? Well, unfortunately, a lot of them, like the MD eighty, yeah. yeah, we we don't have that any longer. And the seven four. Yeah. So uh, same thing, baby bus, um uh Dreamliner, seven eight and triple seven. Yeah. I think that's all we have anymore. 
You guys don't have any seven threes? You, oh, seven threes. Yeah, the seven thirty sevens and the Airbuses, the small ones, and then the uh, it's all Boeing, the Dreamliners and the triple sevens now. Yeah. Because in the last year they got rid of what, four different types all at once: the seven fifty sevens, seven sixty sevens, MD eighties. That was with like a year before, though. Oh. That did, that's gone, but that wasn't because of COVID. Yeah. They did, no, so. that wasn't. The 330s, didn't they? The 330s. Oh, the 330s. Oh, the two, I love um, that, that used to do That one used to do Charlotte to London uh-huh. for you guys. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So loud. <laughs> well, well, we used to take that to Hawaii. Yeah, they did the those. For a little while. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I don't think I ever flew our airline on the 330. Really? Yeah, there was just fewer lace flat seats. So I always chose the uh, different ones because it was, if I could, go through. You guys didn't have any funks on that one, did you? No funks. Yeah, on you that had the little curtain around the door. Yeah, the curtain doors. that would go around. <laughs> it was kind of lame. A high comfort yeah, crew but, seat. Yeah, we started with that though, so we thought that was pretty cool. Uh, now, <laughs> now it's all about the bunks. All about the bunks. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So, what's another one? The flight attendants party all the time. Is this on the re- on the record or off Love. the record? <laughs> okay, maybe. Okay, that's true. Yeah, I mean that's true. Obviously, we are smart about it, right? Yeah, because oh, you're yeah. intelligent. Oh, yes, because we are. Smart, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're smart, smart about, about it because yeah. you, you, all of us, I think, really appreciate our jobs. Oh yeah, for sure. We would never want to do anything them. to jeopardize it. No. Yeah. Well, there was one time in Miami when my girlfriend and I, we were together. We were so happy. We we're from our same class, and we may have we had been out the night before, and so the next morning, not feeling very good on the flight. No big deal. The next week, this was when we used to do trips. That was our route. So every every Tuesday we were in Miami. So we're back in Miami, and the in the morning we're going back to Phoenix, and we're doing service. And this guy says, "Yeah, I'll have a Bailey's to go my coffee." I go, "Okay, that'll be five dollars." And I pull out my little charger, and he goes, "Oh no!" He goes, "You're gonna charge me?" I go, "Yeah, it's five dollars." He goes, "Well, you girls look a lot better this week than you did last <sighs> week." Oh, well, here you go. Enjoy compliments. I would have been like ten dollars now, sir. <laughs> well, he was. He may have been telling the truth. No, I mean, I was hey. like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Still rude. It was rude. You girls looked a lot better this week. <laughs> or if I get lost, return me to my owner. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do flight attendants enjoy a lavish lifestyle? I mean, I'm definitely balling on a budget. I don't know about you. <laughs> you know what? She says but that. I'm young. I'm, I mean... Okay, so Brittany works for a really nice airline that goes to exciting places. Okay, so I love to watch her on Instagram because I get to see where she's going. So she gets to go to Dubai and stay in these lavish, really nice hotels with this. You have that bathtub yeah, thing. This, Remember that bathtub? I bid for that trip specifically for the bathtub. See? So That's she's it. staying in a, a first class hotel. I'm going to see pictures of this place then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, if they're appropriate. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I just take a picture <laughs> of the tub to make everyone jealous of how amazing this tub is. But if you picked a trip just for the bathtub. Like, I mean, dang. I'm a tall girl. So, I mean, a tub that fits me is a great tub. Uh, amazing, an amazing tub. And what Brittany does is when she gets to like these destinations like Dubai or Bangkok, yeah. she she walks in to the hotel and she takes a, a video of where she's staying so we can see where she's staying. She's It's gorgeous. No wonder they think lavish. Okay, so she I gets... I don't pay for any of that. <laughs> she goes to Dubai. Okay, so my last overnight was in Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> and you were at the Double Tree. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Double Tree and there was no cookies oh. because of COVID. But the walls were kind of like bleeding and they're like, oh, they, because of the humidity, it looks like it looks like blood, but it's not really blood. And we're like, what? OK, so then I then I get to my room. I, I open up my Instagram. There's Brittany. Now, I remember following you and you you see one night you'd be in Germany and another night in Helsinki. I know all yeah. the different places. Yeah, Helsinki. Like, She'd be those, there. Yeah, we call those Euro tours. So yeah. it's basically what you guys do in the U.S., but we do it around Europe. Yeah, that's a, yeah. there's a difference there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> in Europe. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I feel like such a fraud because I guess I don't show the like the crappy hotels that we stay in because a lot of our domestic hotels, like our Aberdeen hotel, looked like the curtains were and the bathroom looked like it was something out of my grandmother's house. So <laughs> I feel like such a fraud now. <laughs> so Brittany's thing on Instagram is to show the whole room when she walks in. Yeah. Mine is to open up the window and look out the window and see what you get because like nine out of ten times it's the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like two beds or one bed? Two. Yes. Do you jump between them? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you leave one for all your stuff. Yeah, or, uh, well, I have a sleeping bed and an eating bed. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm one of those. Do you people. get to decide or do you, just, you like because oh, you I get to choose? Does she get to pick which bed oh, she no, eats? I don't, no, she, she sleeps I don't get to choose I what kind of room I get. I get given what Oh, I didn't know if they said you want two beds or what. I didn't know if they, no. 
I get what I get and I don't throw a fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they teach you. That's day one in training. Yeah. Yeah. You probably find that hard to believe at working gates that flight attendants say that because they come up to you and they're so, they are a little bit rude. Uh, Did you leave the last row open for us? Oh, yeah. I was telling Tyler about that earlier. I was like, oh, boy. How come you didn't like, will you please move those people? Like, we couldn't move them ourselves. Well, they'll, they'll tell me, if you don't move them, I will. Oh, and I go, so well, sorry. then just wait till the door shut, because I don't care what you do after the door shuts. But until then, I need my manifest to be correct so I can check my seats. But, exactly. but you're going to save those last few rows for the non-revs that need to get on, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's my thing is, if I have non-revs, I will not put them in middle seats if that back row is open. I would rather put them in that yeah. back row and get them comfortable than because to me as a non-rev, I would prefer that than a middle seat. Yeah. Like oh. treat me the way I would want to be. Yeah, the seat I would want. Side note: Do you remember back in the day when the non-revs would have to sit in the smoking section? Oh, yes. <laughs> no. That's before my time. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like you, they would know yeah. if you sat at the back of the aircraft and, and it was like the smoking like, section. Smell like cigarettes. I mean, obviously, I was your a whole child. Trip. But, yeah, yeah. It, so a child sitting back there in the smoking <laughs> section. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember it like vaguely, but I remember it was definitely a thing. Did it even make a difference? I feel like it would, the smoke would just be everywhere in there. It's everywhere. Point. No, yeah. it would make a difference. It didn't make a difference. I was going to say because you probably you were crew then, so yeah. you would have known. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So disclaimer: Yes, I was working at that time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It's not fine. She's but, always played it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> people smoke. But I got to be honest; those people were the most fun. The, the smokers, smokers were, yeah. yeah, well, and they were also drinkers. That, <laughs> I feel like that goes hand in hand. <laughs> yes. And they were the most fun. So I really didn't appreciate my hair smelling like a cigarette at the end of the day, but they were the most fun. Do flight attendants have a lover in every country? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a yes. <laughs> I wish. I wish I did. I'm not that bold to do that. No. But, well, I, I mean, mean, every country's kind of, that's extreme, maybe. I mean... For Every some other? people, it's not. Oh, dang. And as long as I've flown, I really haven't met. Now, my husband's also a flight attendant, but when we were going through training, that was in his mind that he was going to have a girlfriend in each city. But then he met me in the training class, and we got married. So Aww. that didn't really happen for him. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Such a sweet story. Dave, if you're listening, she actually is really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I did fly just last night with a, a girl who told me that, because she used to do international all the time. She was based in Dallas, so she did a lot better flying than I have in Phoenix. And she would say that there were pilots that had families in other cities. Oh, oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Easy. Well, and she told a story about how one of the wives, pilot wives, called the airline and she went, she said there was a an emergency and she needed to talk to her husband and they said he retired a year ago <gasps> he was still leaving on four-day trips and going to visit oh, his other family my gosh <laughs> <laughs> how would she not know i mean because he kept re- leaving reti- yeah. yeah he'd put on his uniform and leave oh it's so sketchy she probably had her own because he was always away all the time she probably had her own life you know wherever he was based and it's didn't really own, think like, much of it yeah that too yeah taking care of the kids i mean i love all my pilot friends but yeah, we're not bashing on you. We're pilot. not bashing on you guys, but sometimes, yeah, some of you can be a little sketchy. Well, I was talking to a pilot the other day, and he was saying that he doesn't want to retire because he's afraid that he'll get divorced. Oh. Like we're having this whole discussion as he's just printing his paperwork. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But he said it's like a thing. He had like a little name for it. Like when they retire within like a year, they all get divorced or something like that. Just have to be around each other. All the time. Yeah, like having to be back with their spouses and she's used to being out and doing her old thing and now he's home bugging her. Or, I feel like that's yeah. every family right now since COVID. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we're being honest, so it's not a new thing. Yeah. Do flight attendants only work a day or two a week? Oh, that's okay. So Brittany has different type of flying. Yeah. But you go first. Mine, I work just three days a week if I'm lucky. Yeah, if I get a nice, good trip, I'll just do three days a week. So four off. Our longest trip is a nine-day trip. And you've done that. I have. I love that trip. It's actually um, a Singapore-Sydney trip is what we call it. Ooh. So I believe it's like on day one, it's really the night of day one. Yeah. So day one, I'll just use days. Night of day one, you take off from London. You land the evening of day two. Then you have a clear day, day three. And then the evening of day four, you go to Sydney. And then... Day five, you leave Sydney, go back to Singapore, and you arrive like around nighttime that time in Singapore. And then day six is a clear day in Singapore. 
day seven, and then you leave day eight to um, land back to London on day nine. I hope I said that right. It yeah. gets really tricky. Now, clear day means you like can do anything you want. Yeah, so clear day is a, a day that we is like a free from any kind of duties. A 24-hour time period, clear of duties. So we call we we call yes. those clear days. I yes. mean, and then yeah. So we have some we have some five days like our Santiago is a five can be anywhere from five to seven. Nice. The Bahamas is again five to seven, but we have a shuttle to Grand Cayman there, so you'll have a day that's not clear. We have a sixteen-hour Omaha. <laughs> I would love to go to Omaha and make snow angels. <laughs> For 16 hours? I mean, <laughs> like 10 minutes, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, on to the next thing. Tapped out. Yeah. Last one. We kind of went over this in Brittany's episode, but it says flight attendants is an easy job to get. Oh. Okay. I mean, really? miss, I only applied once over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, my airline merged. I, I only applied <laughs> once. Yeah. I felt, it was difficult for me uh, just because, I mean, I, you know, I had all this background knowledge and I, and my grandmother was a flight attendant. Like I knew all of these things that I just, but I don't interview well. Like I was telling you earlier, I don't interview well on the, like when you have to do the screen. It's hard recording. to believe that. Yeah. Ugh. Knowing you really. I like, I like to bounce things back off other people back and forth. And when you're just speaking to a screen and recording yourself and they, most airlines only give you one chance. And if you mess up, it's like, Oh, sorry. You just submit. You're like, Oh, my hair's messed up or whatever. <laughs> So that was probably the most difficult part for me. But I then think, I also think it was like a meant to be kind of thing as well. Just, I guess what yeah. I think your timing. Yeah, timing. I think the airline industry in general, they're harder to get jobs. Because even like as a ramper like myself, when I went and applied in 2007, it was like, can you work in Phoenix in the summer? Can you pass a drug test? If yes, you're hired. Like that was the extent of the, and now it's a lot harder. It's because yeah. there's just more people back then. They were just the turnover yeah. and then 2008 hit and then just people... They started paying more, so that was a part of it. People didn't leave because they. So I think all jobs are. Do you agree with yours? They're just a little bit. They're not as easy to get as I mean. I think yeah, mine was just the time. Well, first was with yeah Piedmont, and they I think they would have taken anyone off the street really. Yeah. <laughs> Almost <laughs> there was a few guys in our class that they or in the group the interview group that they didn't take, but it was like you could point him out and be like he's definitely not going to get it. Yeah. Because one kid was like, how many hours a week can you work? And I was like, we're like, when do we get flight benefits? (laughs) (laughs) When can I go on my first flight? (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. Well, you applied at SkyWest on the ramp with our cousin at a group interview. Do you remember that? Yeah, I did up there. And it was hard. Like it was, they weren't just hiring and they actually offered him a job. He didn't want it. He just came with me. Oh, wow. And you're like, but I I want the job. I want the job. And I didn't get it. Well, there was. He he didn't take it because he already, he just came with me and he's like, oh, he told me. He had a couple other jobs and so. Like, I feel like maybe two years ago or something, Delta put out a study or something and saying it's harder, it's harder to get into like their flight as a flight attendant with them than it is to get into Harvard. Like they have so many applicants and they only take, I think, 1% of the applicants. So. I mean, Elwood got into Harvard. That's true. So, I mean. Like it's hard. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Bend and snap. That's a legally blonde. Oh, yeah. But you also have to have people that can actually pass a background check, too. You'd be surprised how many people can't, you know, mm-hmm. DUIs, you yeah. know, stuff like that. So Yeah, because we've got people that before all of that that got their job, if they had a DUI in their background, they can't go to Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Can't that's get right. global, global um, entry. And entry, can't get that wow. if you've had a DUI. I didn't know that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So we're going to do a, a round of, of Have You Ever... Is it you, never have I ever or basically? Oh, great. I always get confused on how <laughs> this game is played. It's it just like, do I put my hand down if I did it or if yeah. I didn't do it? <laughs> and we're just kind of seeing if it's a funny story comes out of it. So have you ever traveled alone? What do you mean traveled? Like, like a vacation, not just like flown on an airplane. No, then I have not. Yeah. I've done Hawaii alone by myself. Yeah, I have not. No, I did, uh, did Maui by myself too. Oh, yours was Maui. Yeah. Mine was Oahu. <laughs> do you regret it? Yeah, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> only because it wasn't Wahoo and it wasn't Maui. Yeah, that would be my That's only regret. <laughs> Have you ever stayed in the hostel? Yes. No. No. Poor people yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a bucket list thing, but I feel like I might be too old. No. There's is not there, an age limit? Is, is there? I don't know. I feel like hostels have a pay, stereotype for young people. Well, if you pay money, it'll let you there. Yeah, I, I stayed when true. I did my trip by myself. I stayed in a hostel in Maui. So I actually had a good trip on there. But, Where was that at? Where in uh, Maui? It's covered by the airport. It wasn't like the oh, nice okay. side, but Kahului. Yeah, they, but they would take you around. They had, every day they did a trip if you're staying there, and I ended up beating 
a pilot from somewhere in the States, a guy from Germany, and two girls from Sweden, and we did the Rotahana. So we had a good time. It was fun. That's nice. That's kind of like out that. of my my comfort. Because didn't you guys get a Jeep and everything? Yeah, it was, so it was, it was nice fun. We had a good time. Well, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, no. But I remember, so there's two bunk beds, and there was like, oh, guys in the same bunks. And they switch them out all the time. And so I remember I woke up and there was two girls laying in their underwear on the top bunk. And I was like, oh, wasn't expecting this. <laughs> so, were they, they were the European ones, right? <laughs> they, the, I didn't know who they were. Those were the oh. same girls. They were just different girls. Oh, so they had hair under their arms. I don't remember. I was so just like it, <laughs> creeping up. <laughs> like, we need to know. We need to know. Yeah. <laughs> if they had hair under their arms, European. Yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Have you ever had something stolen from you on vacation? Not on purpose. What do you mean? So when one time I was with a friend in, we were in Maui together for her family. And then I was going to fly over to the big island to meet Tyler and Katie. So I stayed in a hostel that night and I got in late and I climbed up to my bunk and my keys fell down, the car keys to the rental car. Anyway, and then I just thought, well, it's like really late. I don't want to wake that person up. So I'll just get it in the morning. But then I woke up, the bunk was clear. My keys were gone. Oh. And so I was like talking to the hostel people, calling the rental cars. She had gone, I think she'd gone on the road to Hunter. She'd gone far away. And so she had to like, I think the keys eventually were returned, but it took all day trying to get me keys to even do anything. But so she didn't mean to take them out. I think she's just grabbing all the stuff on the bed probably early and packed them up. That's stressful. It was stressful. That is. And I was like, this is why I don't travel alone. (laughs) It's terrible. I've never had any. Oh, this, that's a lie. Well, do you feel like your crew devices kind of get mixed up sometimes? Yes. And you're like, wait, that one's mine. I have uh, a picture that Tyler oh, yeah. took on mine so they don't get mixed up. Yeah. I've, but um, one time when I was back in the beginning, I worked a shift uh, operations weight and balance of the airplane. So you wore a ramp suit. So, and then I doubled up. And then in the afternoon, I flew a flight as a flight attendant to Sacramento. And so I had my, in my suitcase, I had my ramp uniform with my ID was attached to the ramp uniform and I was working the flight and we get to our overnight in Sacramento. I open up my bag. It my bag was half open when I pulled it out of the overhead bin and my ramp suit was gone oh. with my ID. But they left oh, everything wow. else. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. That's good. It was really, and the captain got all, it was really cool because the captain got kind of worked up about it and said, because this person can walk onto the ramp now with yeah. an ID. Yeah. And um, so it became like this great big thing. And I was crying. Mm. Yeah. Like you have to be very careful with IDs because obviously they give us access to all points of, you know, of the air, the air, airport aircraft. Yeah. I accidentally dropped mine in, it was in Vienna. So we, and if it, if, the country was in the EU. We didn't have to go through passport control. We just had to show our ID. So I took it out of the holder and I thought I'd put it back in, but my ho- I didn't put it back in all the way and it fell out. And thank God I realized before we even got out of like the secure area, I was just like, it was my first night, like my oh. first layover too. And I'm like running through the Vienna like, oh. <laughs> immigration area trying to find my ID. I was so, I was like, oh my God, I just got this job and I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my ID in my very first trip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever showered in hawaii at a beach park before going to the airport to fly home yes yes no well we actually camped on the beach and this was this was in Kauai, and i don't know if these old men were homeless or if they just like (laughs) chose to hang out at this park every night so i had to like use soap and everything because we're camping and they just they didn't have shower current no it was just like those pole showers yeah so so i'm out there with like my soap like lathering up and the See all these heads just watching. It's like, okay, quick, 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 quick. But yeah, That's so, awkward. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. But we, we've done that, at, not the homeless people, but we've showered. Because when you have to yeah. check out of your hotel, you have all take to all our red-eye flights. So we usually pack a serpent and go shower in public. And yeah, we do that a lot. And we yeah. thank you for showering on that all-nighter, before that all-nighter. <laughs> From a flight attendant <laughs> to a passenger. <laughs> then you're welcome. Who was it, Rebecca, was talking about? Um, when you open that door from my, or is you open the door from Hawaii yeah. and the, the air, just people. When just you meet the think. Hawaii planes, yeah, they always come up with a, whew, there's, there's a, there's a smell. Wow. Like it's any night flight. Yeah. I mean, come on, you flight. know, no. I mean, that London overnight, you, oh yeah, flight, yeah. you just walk up and down the aisles and you're like, I don't know if it's just, yeah, the gas that gets up in the air. Or, I mean, you do expand. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're landing and you're like, oh, my cruise seat doesn't, my seatbelt doesn't, no, seat doesn't fit. my seatbelt doesn't fit Oh, wait, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what 
when have you guys or what times do you lie to passengers? All the time. So, well, All the what, time. What kind Always. of things? Like what kind of things do you say to passengers that you're going to make your connection? <laughs> and then we're always like, who told you that your plane left 10 minutes ago? Why would they tell you that? Catering forgot to load your meal, but you really just gave it away to someone else. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when you people order realize, special meals. Yes. <laughs> That's a good, you could definitely like, throw them under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the amount of times I throw catering under the bus is unreal. <laughs> like when the, sometimes the trays kind of get stuck in the very back of like when you're on takeoff and landing. So I'm like, oh, it's the way catering, because I'll be like fishing for it in my hands back there. The way catering loaded it. I'm so sorry. Sorry for the wait. <laughs> Yeah, we um, when you don't have enough headsets on board because you yeah. forgot to check to make sure the headsets were loaded and they're not loaded. Yeah, they didn't load the headsets. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> always. I feel so, I feel so bad, but I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to keep passengers happy because yeah. when you're thirty five thousand feet above the earth. Just so you know, I I really don't say the connection thing any longer. I did say it. I don't do it any longer. Did some gate agent tell you not to? No. Well, I would feel bad. Oh. You know, now I, now I have a tablet to tell me whether they're going to make it or not. And when it's, when the flights are, their flight is delayed, it's in red. So I know I'm going to say, you know what, your flight's really late. So you are going to make it. Well, that, that but I didn't nice have that. Though. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have it before that. Technology. And just assume the tower is not giving them a hold. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, excuse yeah. me, we need priority. Well, a lot of times they'll be like, are there any open seats? And I'm like, no. <laughs> well because it depends a lot of times i have things planned there's families i'm trying to move around and so mm-hmm. yeah or they just want free seats and i'm like no there's not any free seats because there's not but it's not a lie then well yeah i don't know i feel like we don't lie on purpose like we obviously have reasons as to why you know yeah. like like yeah. what you said there you couldn't really move people around or like i really did give my meal away to someone else who needed it yeah. <laughs> that didn't order a special meal <laughs> For little well, things. Yeah, there are times when they've given us the heads up that there's they're going to cancel the flight, but they don't want us to announce it for some reason yet. And so we'll be like, they're looking for crew, even though we're like, they're going to cancel this yeah. thing. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes because it's like, I don't know what they want us to. A lot of times they're trying to make decisions like if they're going to where they're going to send their bags off. Like, yeah. are they going to try to just not just like cancel it, but delay it till 8 a.m.? So those are the kind of things we'll alive. Like they're looking for crew, but really we're like, they don't know exactly what they're going to do. But we know pretty much it's getting canceled. Kind of. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say there's got to be some kind of reason behind it. Because, I mean, you, why delay it? Why delay the news when you know it's just going to cancel? So they're probably figuring out what they can do with yeah. the passengers and stuff. Well, a lot of times, at least for us, it was we had a lot of issues with 5.7s because we didn't have pilots based in Phoenix. So if they timed out somewhere else, they were always trying to, are they just going to cancel that thing or are they going to delay it to, like eight hours so they can fly someone in? So that's what you meant about the Maui flights always being oh, yeah. <laughs> delayed or canceled. When they were on the 75. And you know how I feel about the 757 anyway. It smells like pee. It smells like pee. <laughs> Road 25. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so bad. Every single one. Yes. That's where the, the labs were, right oh, there. Where, yeah. and, and they weren't the um, Airbus. No. You know, labs, they were just the regular flipper. They had yeah. The, so you would use the restroom and you just flip open. And That's right. It wasn't. There was a lab right behind row seven too, because they would always put the non-revs or that was my family at row seven. Then you couldn't like lean back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the one? So yeah, there would be the bathroom and then there'd be those terrible exit row seats. Correct. That were so cold. Yeah. Well, and, and the door would like protrude out with the slide bustle. It so was, the, yeah. so you'd, you'd have like to lock cross it in. Legs. No, no, it would, it would lock in when oh, you, oh, when yeah. you armed it was the, actually, the door. Yeah, maintenance locked it in, so you never opened or closed that oh, door. Oh, wow. I mean, I love Boeing, but some of the little tricks on the old, I mean, I some of our 747 <laughs> tricks are <laughs> a little sketchy. Yeah. Are you talking about so, so, that slide bustle would stick out? It was me. in the back section. Yeah. It was yeah. in the a, the two window seats. Yeah, I hated those. Yeah. And they always put the hunters in there. Well, they, they actually charged extra for those seats. And people would come on, they'd be like, I paid extra for this seat. No way. Like, this is like, like a pee. This is an emergency exit. Yeah, so. That's embarrassing. Well, because they'd probably be like, there's extra leg room. It's yeah. like, well, everyone except for that window, see? <laughs> All right. So we thought it'd be fun to talk about some of our different pet peeves that we each have. Oh, yeah. They can be about maybe pet, pet peeves you have with passengers or coworkers or just travel in general. Do you guys have any oh, pet peeves? Pet peeves. Should we talk about the, <laughs> the toilet door? <laughs> oh, gotta talk about the toilet door. <laughs> take this one, girl. Take okay. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why can't you open the toilet door? Why can't you read when it says push? Guess what that means? 
push. <laughs> and instead, pa- passengers sit there and they touch the door and they feel the door and they go up and down and <laughs> and, and the doors still have ashtrays because that's my favorite so then they thing. go to the ashtray and they're like trying to open up the ashtray and it's they can't figure out how to open the door. Yeah, and but in all fairness, on the seven thirty seven, they used to have the same doors, and then the, when the both doors would open, they'd clash. So now they had to they had to switch it on the seven thirty seven. So one door is a folding door where you have to push to go in, and the other door opposite is a is a handle, but it's a straight edge handle. It's not a round circular one that everyone's used to, but it and it, it'll tell you push down. Oh no. Oh no, they can't read that. Hmm. <laughs> so it's funny on ours. I, I do give them a little leeway on, I told you Tyler about, we have the space flex galley on our, um, on our, all our baby buses yeah. where you've got, I'm not kidding. You might cringe hearing this Laura, but in the back you have half of a galley and then you have two toilets next to each other. So they're forward facing toilets oh. and the crew seat is on one of the, the middle toilet. It's on the Swear actual to God. door. I'll show you, I'll show you a photo. Yeah. So those of you who are listening that like work for an airline, I think Frontier might have Crew Flex. It's either Frontier or Spirit, one of the two, or not Crew Flex, have um, Space Flex galleys. But yeah, so that one, it's on the toilet door. So people don't ever think it's a, like a restroom, even though it says toilet right there, like nice and big. And then they try it. There's a red handle where it can lock the crew seat into place. So the crew seat doesn't come down. So they try and like move that. And I'm like, no, it's the handle that says open. So I, feel, yeah. I do feel a little bit bad. Like, I'm on that one. I help them out, but the other ones, come on, guys. Okay, well, so, yeah, the MD-80, the, the crew seat in the back was like that, and it would drip water from up above. Oh. It was, yeah. <laughs> and you were hoping it was water. You would it was right so. by the lab, and you're sitting there, and it's like, <laughs> gross. So my pet peeve is you're going through uh, security TSA, and they have the rollers, and people that just get dressed right at the beginning, they don't roll their stuff. So you're just standing there going, come on, like, move it like everyone else moves but those people that will just get dressed and that's that drives me crazy i feel like it got worse with the coat but people i don't know why but you're gonna hate me for saying this but that is actually one of my pet peeves too and in chicago last weekend i i'm the worst i was like grabbing my stuff like like i'm trying to be i wasn't being polite like i i should have been polite but i was like grabbing reaching over people and just grabbing myself and bringing it over there but to be fair i was a little frustrated because avis didn't Returned my car the correct way and it wasn't returned. There was a big deal about it. So I was kind so of there's frustrated. there's a timing issue? Yeah. No, like there was no one there to return the car. So I, then the woman was like, oh, the woman went to the restroom. She'll return it. You'll get an email. And in about 10 minutes, still didn't get an email. And this was like 35 minutes later. And so like I had to call them and it was just a mess. So I was, I was frustrated with that. But in normal times it is like just take your stuff and move it and go to yeah. the little seats, you know? They have tables for that. Or even yeah. just roll down the roller so your next people that come up can get their yeah. stuff. And so. Well, mine would be, I guess, kind of along TSA as well, but mine's actually at TSA. Is I feel like, so for us, when we first go through, we'll show like our side of bad to, to them and then we'll go through the metal detector. They've started a new thing where they now want to see your side of badge again as you go. And you're like, he's 25 feet away. Like what has changed? What's the purpose of showing it again when you yeah. just barely? And then also is some of them, like, so for workers, you can put the bowls upside down to show that we can take liquids through. Some people want the bowls. Some people don't care about, like, it's just their inconsistency sometimes. Just like, it's so infuriating that you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah. what do you want? I'll, I'll do it. But just can we be the same every The time? same for everyone. Yeah, yeah. That gets annoying. Yeah. So when you go through the metal detector, they want to see it again? Yeah, they want to see it again. Oh. And the problem is, too, is since... I'm not like the skinniest person. If I put my arms out to hold it up, I set the alarms off on the metal detector. So then I have to walk back out. So I'm trying to like put my hands all close to my face and hold it up. Yes. I'm like, like I promise through. it's me. Yeah. yeah. It's like the same person he checked right back over there. Yeah. So what's the purpose of doing again when that person is just anyone's past him should be good to go. Yeah. yeah that, that would be my opinion. All right. So now we're going to do bad and honor of experiences for each of us. Hopefully we have some good stories. Uh, can I do one more pet peeve? Oh, go ahead. Um, this pet peeve would be about pilots oh, who, who don't please. know, to, who don't know how to stay in their lane. Yes. There like was, the TSA lane? <laughs> yeah. They can go through no just crew. I don't care. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's like they'll, before things even start, they'll start asking you about, are all the non-nerves going to make it? And I'm like, well, if there are seats for them, like, that's my job. You fly the plane. I'll make sure people who are supposed to be on the plane get on the plane. And so there's some of them and they'll sit and talk about different things. And then you'll go down and close out with them and they'll be like, well, did everyone make it? And I'm like, everyone that's supposed to be here made it. Cause I'm like, it's none of your business. Just yeah. So that's also pet peeve. Just fly that's the plane sometimes. One. Yeah. Do, do they ask because do they need their position or do they need, 
do you need their permission to have people jump seat or no? Um, I think it's a courtesy if they're going to be in the flight deck to ask them. But to be honest, I don't know for sure if they can deny them or not. Ah, interesting. We can have any non-rev sit on a jump seat at my airline. You don't have to be. You don't have to be trained or anything. I mean, you next time you go to my airline and there's not enough room. They'll probably give you, and you're a non-rev, they'll, they'll give you a jump seat. If it's okay with the captain, that's why I asked that question. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be really, it'd be handy sometimes. Yeah, but then when you're on a long flight, I mean, you don't want to be. For, for 11 hours, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Those high comfort cruise seats are not the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, I'm done with my pet peeves now. I got off my chest. Do you have a, <laughs> do you have a bad non-rev experience, or does someone else want to start? Oh, I once got stuck in Portland overnight. And I had just went and got voodoo donuts to take home. So I got this huge old box. So I had to deal with TSA going through the line where they're like, oh, are those for us? And it's like, no, why would I be bringing you donuts? I don't even like you. And so um, so I got to the gate and I think my friend and I were both flying at the same time, but she was on confirmed. So she, she flew out and I didn't make my flight. And so I wasn't even staying with friends. It was actually staying with the friend of the friend's. So I had to like call this person I don't really know. And I was like, can I come back to your house for the night? And she was like, sure, come back. Anyway, so, but I had all these donuts. I was like, I can't eat all these. So I, most of the donuts went to waste, but oh, no. I got on the next morning. But it was just an awkward of being like, I don't really know you, but can I come back? <laughs> I was trying to fly back from Denver one time. And the, the airline's rules, they had more rules that now then than they do now as far as what we can wear. And so, and I was wearing um, a brand new football jersey, and the gate agent in Denver said that I can't wear it because it's holy. You can have holy things. Oh, because it was yeah, I know. What you mean. But I thought this is a. It's not like it's a torn a holy, and she wasn't going to let me fly. And so eventually, I pulled out a sweatshirt and put it on. But she was just really kind of cranky She's about it. Adamant. And <laughs> yeah, she was older, agency. and she was. Th- and I was like, no, this is. So I had that, that one time, and another time flying, I was with. Uh, had my baby. We were flying the red eye to Indianapolis, and I was wearing basketball shorts. And at that time, they had re- like relaxed a lot of those non-air rules for what we can wear. Ticket counter guy. He said, "You can't wear those." And I said, "Well, what's the rule? I, I can pull up the, the the rules and show." And he said, "You just can't have. You can't wear those on." I said, "Well, tell me what rule I'm breaking, and I'll I'll go change." I'll, uh, and he couldn't show me. And I I started reading it to him. I said, "Is this considered pajamas? Because he can't wear pajamas." And he's like, "You just can't wear them." So I grabbed another pair of shorts on my bag. Went up, didn't put them on, just went through. They, they take a can. They, I was like, why are you enforcing a rule that you don't even know? That sounds like a lot of gay agents. <laughs> <laughs> well, they get stuck in there like, this is what it is. Really literal. It's hard because aviation, I mean, obviously safety is very black and white, but everything else can be kind of a gray area. So. Depends who you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like once United had the, the leggings story a couple years ago. Remember that? Yeah. Then our, oh, the leggings. Yeah. 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 Then a lot of airlines kind of said, okay, we're not going to make gate agents and people say what you can and can't do and make that. Well, so the other day I had this couple come up towards the end of boarding. They, they were first class. And so they were cutting everyone else off cause they were kind of boarding late. And anyway, the second gentleman was in spandex pants that like runner, like Olympic runners would wear. And they were like bright silver. And I'm pretty sure he was like smuggling a grapefruit because I mean, that's where everyone's eyes went straight. <laughs> it was just like you could see like everything and i was like i'm not saying anything he's just gonna board but it was like it was yeah you could see everything but it, the funniest thing too is so i boarded them and then this probably this lady in almost 80 she's boarding right after him and she was just giggling as she went on she was like <laughs> you knew what she was giggling at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so i don't i told some other co-workers about that and they're like you let him fly and i was like i'm not having that conversation yeah. to be like sir was i can see everything was he non-rev or was he paying passenger no, he was a first class paying passenger oh yeah well first yeah that's a hard one Cho- yeah. choose your battles yeah exactly it was like it's not worth getting in you could tell he was just one of those people who's wearing that just either get a fight or just he wants people to get that attention. And so look like, at his gonna, grapefruit. Yeah, you're <laughs> exactly. You're gonna he's yeah, gonna get the sure attention. It's a grapefruit it wasn't a tangerine. No, that's what I was like. It looked well. It looked yeah, fake. It was. Uh, <laughs> Did he have a mask on? That's the important who, thing, right? Who even knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's a grapefruit. Our eyes are downstairs. <laughs> he probably wasn't wearing a mask. That's how he was getting away with it. He's like, no one's looking. <laughs> 
I wouldn't put it past people. All right. So let's take about two minutes each, and I'm going to have each of us tell uh, a destination that we haven't talked about and um, why we should go there, what to do. So think of somewhere that you can do. I'll go first. So one of my favorite places is Anchorage, and I'm looking forward to going. We've talked about this on different shows with uh, Doug and Drew that were on a while ago. So in May, we're going to go up, but up there, you can, out of um, Anchorage, take a, a trip down south. Me and Monique did this around your birthday. Mm-hmm. Did we go to the animal thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah that so was you cool. pay like $10 and they have, it's not, what is it called? It's a preserve where it they have these like animals. A rescue. A rescue. Yeah. But they have bears, big grizzly bears, um, black bears, and all kinds of animals that you can go drive through. So it's not like a zoo. I actually got some nice pictures because you can see the bounds. It's not like a, a cement background. So that was really kind of cool. And then down to Seward, it's really just a beautiful drive and see the the glaciers. And so I, I love Anchorage and I'm looking forward to going. I'm going to go see planes a lot too this time, but great food. I think I talked about it before on a podcast, but the shrimp and there's a lot of great places. So yeah, Anchorage is one of my favorite places. I've never even considered that. Or I've never had an overnight there. We've had overnights there, but I haven't had one. Did you do? Have you been there? No. Oh, you haven't well, done I went once on a cruise. Okay. I, I know that through. they, yeah. our airline flies up there at times. Um, but I, they fly right back, so I didn't know if they would. Oh, no, it's a 24-hour overnight. Uh, I figured they it's would. It's really nice. nice. Okay. Didn't we even have two-a-days at one time? I feel like we I had two we Anchorage did. flights at one time. A while ago, but out yeah. Out of Phoenix. But we aren't ready now, yeah. Hopefully they bring back this summer. Cape Town, favorite place, hands down. Love oh, it. Oh, really? Love Cape Town, yeah. I highly recommend it to anyone who has been thinking about going. Um, I think United, actually, and obviously COVID, but I think United has a nonstop Dallas to Cape Town. Don't quote me on that, though. Um, or you obviously can connect through. Um, England. So, um, but I love it. You've got Lion's Head, you have Table Mountain, so you can hike up, you can hike up Lion's Head. You can take one of those, I don't even know what they're called, but the little, the little cable cars. Yeah, that's what they're called. The cable, the ones that hang above, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can take those up to the top there. Um, I've been kayaking with dolphins down there. Um, I, you know, great, great place. I love good for steak and great for wine. I'm super snobby. I love my wine from (laughs) Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, so I'm that person. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cape Town would be, obviously, you, it, it, it kind of reminds me of, because it is tropical, it reminds me of the international version of Hawaii, I guess I would say. Hmm. That's not like Maldives or anything like that, you know, so I, I love it. So when you say hike, what do you mean? Like strenuous hike. I have not done this hike, but I have seen videos and pictures of crew members doing it as well. So my sister made up a rule a long time ago that if a hike didn't have like the sign for wheelchair accessible, she wasn't doing it. Oh, yeah, no, you, and I think that's a pretty that good rule to stick by. <laughs> no, you're not going to do that one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea. It's the mountain that um, you'll see in my videos, the one oh, that's yeah. right out of the window that it looks like a nipple at the head, but yeah, yeah oh. at the top. Sorry, I know, but it's well, not. Well, that's what it looks like. Yeah, there you go. And then Table Mountain is. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. so I want to go down there. There's lots to do, too. They say it's not that safe, but I've never felt unsafe in Cape Town. So, mm. I mean, there's a lot more dangerous places in Africa than Cape Town. Like, Don't they have a lot of great white sharks over there? Yes. You that can sounds shark like from dive. Shark Week, I feel like um, they always go there. But Durban would probably be your best place to do that instead of uh, oh, Cape Town. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like <laughs> no, if you no. want to do that, Durban, South Africa, it's probably no, no, no. your best place. But yeah, they have a lot of great whites and all of that down there. There's lots to do. You can visit Mandela Island. Is that? I think that's what it's called. Have you been there at different seasons to see the, does it change a lot or is it a time that you would say, this is the best time to go? It's pretty temperate, isn't it? uh, Well, because it's, it's at the very bottom. So their summer is our winter. So I've only been in our winter, which is the summer. And my one tip is to make sure you wear sunscreen and wear a lot. Cause obviously I'm darker complexion. So I never, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say never, but I rarely wear sunscreen. So I figured the same thing, but the sun hits you different down there. (laughs) Like I came back burnt to a crisp. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, believe, I remember that. Yeah, I'm sure it gets kind of yeah. cold though, and I would assume in the winter, like Australia, similar. Mine's mine's Greece. Okay. Yeah, always because you can get a Rick Steves book. And you just fly right in, right, and you can just use your Rick Steves book, and you can walk around, and you're walking past ruins, you're walking past history, and you can look it up in your Rick Steves book and say. So when we did our tour of Greece, we got there a few because we were non-revving. So we decided we were going to get there a few days early. Plus then we'd be acclimated to the time yeah, and we could enjoy the tour more. And we went every day to Parthenon. And then there's a little Greek shopping center there, shopping place. I can't remember, the Plaka, the Plaka. And you can walk around and eat. It was just so fun and it's very safe. And they so appreciate the tourists. So you feel like you 
wanted. And so that's definitely one place that I wanted to go see. You, you haven't gone to Greece, have you? Mm-mm. No, I've never been. You've been a few places, but no. So. no. so I would chunk then my spot together would be San Antonio and Austin together. Ooh, yeah, I think yeah. are really fun because you've got Austin has a huge music scene that's really fun. So you can see concerts there or even like out kind of in the country where more there's different kind of bars that do kind of country music stuff that are really fun. They've got good food there. You can do barbecue. There's a place called Torchies Tacos in Texas. Ooh. They've got them that down there that are really good. Nice. They've got good donuts there. You could do the river talk or the river walk in San Antonio is really fun. The Capitol over in Austin's cool to tour around. So yeah, yeah they're, they're fun. To- I need to do San Antonio again. Cause when we did, it was in August. Remember that it was hot. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I wouldn't, you don't do it in the summer. <laughs> no, like but fall or spring would be, but like it would be really times. nice. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they don't have a foot of snow. Are the whole powers do out? They, oh, when, oh, I'm like, when do they have snow? <laughs> they have pipes bursting in the hotels. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a great place. That's well, yeah, so I did a, a concert in Austin. And when we, and it was, yeah, it was late August, September. Anyway, so like when I left, my shirt was just drenched. And then I was so sick that night from like heat stroke. Because I just, I'd lost, I like, sweat so oh, much. I goodness. guess like I, it's, Dehydrated. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. But oh, otherwise it's great there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are all good places. So. All right. Thanks for being here. Austria. This was fun yeah this it was, was fun yeah, it was have fun you there. been austria oh yeah 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 but, but it looks beautiful in the movie lovely so. beautiful yeah. we yeah, need to become flight attendants in europe we do yeah, yeah that's where we need to be <laughs> it's all transfer so no this was a lot of fun thank you for coming on yeah. with us again and being great guests and, and enjoyable and yeah i had a great time yeah so, thanks, thanks for having us yeah thank you all right have a good week and we'll talk to you, see you guys next week see you next week bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> this has been non-rev lounge thanks for joining tyler and monique you can find them on instagram and twitter by searching non-rev lounge also you can contact them at non-rev lounge podcast at gmail.com they would love to hear from you they are always looking for ideas to make their show better If you are enjoying the show, please think about leaving a review or rating so other people can find this show. Thanks for joining us. See you next week and safe travels. Do you want to close it out? What do I say? Say goodbye. Try to be funny. Can you sing us a goodbye song? Oh, like from Sound of Music? Oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. Yes. Farewell. (laughs) See you saying goodbye. What are you singing for us? So So long. Farewell. (laughs) Our beaters and goodbye. To me and you. I don't even know that I, I did that wrong. Can we put this at the end of every show now? This is great. <laughs> <laughs>